Logistics is transforming our lives and the way we do business in today's ever-changing economy. If your company or community thrives on the quality of your logistics, then we'll give you a peek behind the curtains to the topics and people who are driving this exploding industry. You're listening to the Logistically Speaking GT podcast, produced by Global Trade Magazine and sponsored by the World Economic Development Alliance. You can listen to all our GT podcasts at www.globaltrademag.com or join the thousands that have downloaded our app in the Apple iTunes Store. Now, here's our publisher and our host, Eric Kleinsorge. Eric Kleinsorge. All right, welcome. It's a sunny day here in Dallas, Texas, and I want to be the first to welcome all of our GT Podcast listeners to this exciting episode of Logistically Speaking. Now, when it comes to logistics, does it really get any bigger than e-commerce? It seems like the industry is changing not by the year, but by the day, and that's what excites me about our show today. We're going to dive into a topic of e-commerce, and we're talking to one of the giants in the industry, Rakuten Super Logistics. And today, we couldn't be luckier because we have the man in charge of making this giant continue to grow, Jason Chan. Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I don't know how my boss would feel about it, but I'm the VP of Sales and Marketing for Rakuten Super Logistics. Yep, so if you want to know about you know, our offerings and uh, you know, the fun marketing stuff, I'm your guy to talk to. Now, as you said, Jason, you're the VP of Sales and Marketing, and you're fairly new to the team. Now, although you're new to Rakuten, you're not new to the industry. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about your background? Yeah, well, let's start with uh, I'm a shopper. So, you know, I've been on the other side. I've also sold plenty of product online. You know, it, it's a fast-paced business, as you talked about the e-commerce cycle. You know, I've been in sales marketing ever since college, so we're going on 20-plus years of this. Uh, it's a really interesting industry to be in, and as long as, you know, people keep shopping online, then I'm in a good business. Yeah, I can't imagine any of our listeners not being familiar with Rakuten Super Logistics, but tell me a little about Rakuten and some of the services you guys offer. Yeah, so actually the, the Super Logistics part, um, it actually started a company called Webgistics just uh, about 19 years ago. You know, it was a small mom-and-pop operation. They were growing organically. It caught the wind of Rakuten, and, and for, for listeners that may not have heard of Rakuten, Rakuten is this gigantic company that does, you know, we've got over 70 companies across the world. So everything from credit cards to cash back to health services, uh, internet service, travel, health insurance, you name it, we're probably in it. You know, in the last, uh, let's call it about 10 years, uh, Rakuten's making a much bigger play in Las in Well, I, I say Las Vegas Rakuten Super Logistics, but within the U.S. So uh, your listeners might be familiar with some of our brands like Ebates, Curbside does delivery. We even have an investment in Lyft. So if you've ever taken, you know, a ride share with Uber or Lyft, choose Lyft. Uh, you know, we're one of the owners of it. <laughs> you know, I do actually choose Lyft. I find it's just a better service. So hopefully you guys are, are changing the way they're doing business by partnering with them. We hope so. We're just trying to be friendly people, offering a good service at a good price. And, you know, we found that to be a pretty successful uh, model across the 70 industries we're in. You know, when Raxton saw the good things going on with Webgistics, they said, you know, let's put a little money into it. I think we can scale this. I think we can provide an even better experience for e-commerce retailers. And uh, that's what we brought to market. Yeah. So, Jason, e-commerce really excites me, really because of the way it's transforming our lives on a day-to-day basis. Part good, part bad. You know, one example in our own community is we're seeing a, a, a big 
major staple shopping mall closing its doors. And you hate to see the negative effect of e-commerce, but when you realize these stores are simply transforming the way they're doing business with the customers, you quickly realize how much the e-commerce industry is really changing our lives. So how do you see Racket and Super Logistics fitting into this e-commerce cycle? Yeah, the short of it is, you know, consumers are wanting it, uh, wanting their product, whatever they buy, super faster, cheaper, and more convenient. And, you know, yes, there's, there's been a hit to, uh, you know, your traditional brick and mortar store, but it's also spurred, you know, new industries, you know, like kiosk or pop-up shops. You know, even Amazon will have a pop-up shop uh, in Las Vegas here at the Fashion Show Mall. So it's just a different way of selling. But for us specifically, you know, when you're talking about being able to get your product faster, as soon as you're clicking and saying, I want, you know, product X, people are saying, you know, basically a timer starts running off on how soon am I going to get it. You know, Amazon was a great pioneer in really pushing us to, to thinking that two days really was the standard. And uh, so now, you know, that, that's kind of the patience people have. Rackton Super Logistics has 12 warehouses across the country. And, and what that means, you know, from both a retailer as well as your customer's uh, perspective is that I can get a package to your end user usually much faster. And due to my volumes, I could probably do it cheaper and more efficiently than you can, which, you know, obviously results in, you know, cost savings that, that hit your, your bottom line, uh, making everybody happy. The second half of that is just speed to market. We actually just announced uh, an acquisition of a company called First File, which will then enable us to actually act as the carrier and help deliver some of those packages. Uh, in addition to our partners, you know, the typical carriers, your UPSs, FedEx, USPS. And, uh, you know, why would we get into the delivery business? The short of it is, is you know, we're all used to the, the pickup at 2 p.m., 3 p.m., whatever time, you know, let's say a UPS truck comes to you. Well, what happens if that order comes at 2.01? And, you know, after their trucks have gone, we'll still have our trucks and actually be enabled, uh, which we could still actually, you know, do either, either next day or same day delivery uh, in some markets. So we're really excited about just getting that package, you know, the right package, the right place as quickly as possible. Yeah, and you know, you bring up an interesting point. I think one of the fears a lot of people had when they began embarking on e-commerce was the return policy, you know, like, what if I don't get what I want? It, it's not just if I get it in time, but how do I get it back? And I think that's really been addressed over the last couple of years, really opened up people's eyes to the different way of purchasing products. Totally. Yeah, yeah the whole so reverse logistics is a whole nother side that most consumers don't want to think about. But inevitably, as a retailer or e-commerce retailer, it's just something you have to think about. So that's why we're happy to provide the service you know, everything uh, from, you know, nutraceuticals, clothes, whatever, we're able to handle those returns. Some of it, you know, obviously a perishable good or something, you know, our clients and, you know, we just, you know, as a matter of policy, needs to be destroyed. You know, other stuff, if it's never been opened, et cetera, obviously can go back on the shelves. So, you know, we work with, you know, our, our clients to ensure that the clients are, you know, always getting new undamaged goods and, uh, you know, making sure there's a quality control. Because, you know, as a third-party logistics provider, uh, a lot of people aren't familiar with us, right? You know, we're really in the background. We simply take your product, put it in a box or bag, and get it out the door to your customer. So we're really an extension of your brand. You know, whatever your company is, whether it's vitamins, shoes, whatever, we realize that we're an extension of your brand and, and take that wholeheartedly. Your customer trusted you with their money, and you, by selecting us as a vendor of yours, uh, we obviously want to deliver a high-level service and quality of the products we do to your customers. 
Yeah, and that that really transforms the burden of you guys developing the processes and and being experts at what it takes to be successful. And one of those topics are emerging technologies. And I know everybody's interested in new and emerging technologies. Have you seen Rakuten adopting any of these new technologies to meet the increased demand in the e-commerce space? You know, I wish I had a sexy name for it, but they're robots. We actually have started introducing robots into our warehouses. They're picking robots. You know, they basically go, you know, on the shelves. They scan the QR codes, uh, know exactly which box to get. They bring the product over to our actual packing stations, and it's saving us a lot of steps. So, you know, our, our employees actually aren't getting all their steps on their Fitbit because the robots are helping them out a little bit. But, you know, what that allows us to do as a, as a company is, we're just able to send those packages out that much faster. Uh, inevitably, you know, you think about if a shift starts at 8 a.m., we all start out bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Right before lunch, you, you get a little slower. Whereas a robot, you know, as they get tired, you, you simply switch out a battery, and uh, guess what? They're fresh and ready to go again. Yeah, what are you seeing, yeah. and this is on a side note, what are you seeing in AI and, and partnering with those robotics? How fast do you see that transforming in the technologies? It's all going to come down to cost and scale because you, you need more and more warehouses or companies. You know, paying for the robots is inevitably will bring down the cost. As far as AI specifically, you know, where we're doing a lot of big data, you know, analysis and inevitably getting the savings is simply just looking at the shipping. You know, if we realize that shipping from Houston, for instance, instead of Las Vegas, let's say we're trying to get a package to New York. From a Las Vegas, Los Angeles, you're getting four or five days ground. Uh, inevitably, we look at, hey, it looks like 80% of your customers are going to the East Coast. Well, why wouldn't we just go ahead and move all of your product to one of our East Coast facilities? And we noticed that with the client, and that's why we actually just opened up another one uh, in New Jersey, because we were seeing so much happening in the East Coast. We wanted to make sure that we were well positioned so that our clients obviously would be able to save not only on the shipping time, but also because it's not being delivered as far away, there's a cost uh, savings. We do shipping analysis, you know, all day long for, you know, whether you're a client or not. Uh, we're happy to do the analysis for you just so you can see what you really could save but by, taking, you know, using our network uh, to the best of its ability and taking advantage of all those locations we have across the country. Yeah, and that's one thing that you really just hit on. One of the major factors to the bottom line is, is really the cost of the shipping. Have you overcome some of the rising costs of shipping Inevitably, it's what I've talked about, you know, and just being closer to the customer. Uh, when you're closer, obviously, you have less gas and fuel costs and it takes less time. So that's how you save money, one, uh, that way. The second thing is, is, you know, as I just explained about the returns process, it's expensive to handle a return. That means, one, you've already shipped it out. Two, you're paying to ship it back to you. And three, you probably need to do a redelivery of, you know, whatever the makeup product is. So instead of just doing it right the first time, now you've, you've basically incurred three shipping costs. You know, for us, it's, you know, that's why we have the 100% guarantee that, you know, if someone's expecting red socks, they're going to get red socks in the box. You know, no, if you order red socks and with green shoes, you're going to be mad. And, oh, by the way, you've got a smartphone, I've got a smartphone, everyone does, who doesn't have a social media account. And heaven forbid, you know, a box went out with the wrong product. You better believe that that customer is going to blast you online. And, you know, going back to when I talked about how we, we really entrust the brand's reputation, uh, there, there couldn't be, you know, that, that's obviously one of the biggest errors that could happen. And we just don't want it to happen, which is why we stand behind, you know, our service and products uh, with that 100% guarantee that if you're expecting, again, green socks in a box, you're not going to get red shoes. 
No, absolutely. So you guys, one of the, the big uh, growths you guys are seeing, it looks like you guys are opening eight, what is it, 18 new facilities by the year's end? Uh, we're at, we already have 12, so we're going to add six more. So we'll have a total of 18 by the, okay. by the end of the year. We're going to continue uh, building. Uh, we, we really think that, you know, the future of this business is boiling down to being close to your customer. We're not going to, you know, if, if Amazon's already pushed the delivery time to two days, people aren't all of a sudden going to say, you know what, I don't, I don't need to wait two days. I'd rather wait a week. No, you always go for a shorter time. So <laughs> two days is going to go down to one day, which is going to go down to a couple hours. And how do you do that? You've got to be in the same city as where the customers are. Yeah. And we're simply, you know, people ask me, where are you going to build next? It boils down to where people are at. You know, and you're, you're, you're in Dallas. You know, I'm from Houston, but I'm based in Las Vegas now. It's the cities you've heard of where people are living uh, that have a, you know, critical mass of purchases happening where we want to be located, obviously. Yeah. So I've got a lot of listeners, you know, and, and, they might be in a similar situation of growth and, you know, they're kind of trying to decide when and what is the right time to expand into new markets. What would you say are some of the determining factors when you guys decide it's time to expand into a new market and how do you choose them? Yeah, I'm in an interesting space and I think anyone with real estate will run the same problem in that you literally run out of room. (laughs) So that's part of it. Uh, So that's one, you know, if you simply need more space, time to expand. Number two is talking to your customers. You know, it's very important to us for to have, you know, quarterly business reviews with our clients to hear, oh, you know what, we're looking to have, you know, let's call it quarterly sales, or we're looking to expand our operations on the East Coast, West Coast, North, wherever that is. And in talking to them, you know, doing some projections on their volume and, uh, you know, and having that good, solid client relationship and sharing uh, information where you're really more of a partner instead of a vendor that information is invaluable because that allows us to do strategic business planning and say, you know what, I think the better move for both of our companies, uh, where I'll be able to save you money and deliver your product faster, is if I actually open a new location, you know, wherever that city may be. And then, you know, kind of the third part about it is, is you know, with this expansion, some of them will basically start out empty. Uh, we're kind of doing a build it and they will come. Uh, and it get back, gets back to that first line I opened with was that, you know, as long as people keep shopping online, we're in a good business. Yes, there's some risk. Uh, you know, yes, we're, you know, I'm based in Vegas, so we're, we're gamblers. You know, they're, they're, we're building it. We're hoping that they'll come. But we're also confident uh, that the retailers will come to us because we've got a great product. We, we know that we can stand behind our service. We know we can stand behind our uh, delivery metrics. And uh, we're going to do it all at a fair price uh, that hopefully will save you some money. And, you know, hopefully we'll also be able to take some of the gray hairs away just because you're able to outsource that, which allows you to really focus on, you know, selling and marketing your product or business uh, instead of working about worrying about tracking numbers and, you know, cardboard boxes. Right. Leave that to us. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, I really liked how you were talking about customers and, and really getting feedback and, and, and talking with them because they can be some of your best intel. So what do you, what do you see some of the biggest pain points coming from your clients, your new ones specifically? Yeah, so there's a new rule, and and part of it is just keeping abreast of the news, you know, whether that's tariffs. Um, But January 27th, the USPS for everything under a pound, it used to be a flat rate pricing. Now there's zones, uh, which means that literally the closer you are to a customer, um, the cheaper it is. And obviously the further away, then it's more expensive. Whereas in the past, people didn't care if it was under that one pound where you ship from because it was all the same price. 
And, you know, it's my job to be on top of all what's happening with the carriers and the news of that. Whereas, you know, if you sold shoes or monitors or whatever you sell, you're probably not paying attention to, you know, the new carrier data or the new carrier pricing, which usually is probably hidden under an asterisk somewhere at the bottom of a flyer. So, you know, in that partnership, as I know that news, you know, our customers knew about it months beforehand and were able to properly prepare to ensure their product was closer to their 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 customer. So, again, you know, the knowledge share, uh, being aware of what's happening in, this, in the industry and, you know, having open communication between, uh, you know, partners to ensure that, you know, whatever is being proposed works for both parties. It's lonely when you're alone. But things sure get a lot easier when you have friends in the business and, and real partners uh, that you can count on. And, you know, that, that's why we're so proud of uh, the relationships and customers and clients we have, because they trust us with their product. We know that we're an extension of their brand. And, yes, we obviously have a, a business relationship where we're, we, we've got a bottom line. We've got to report, uh, you know, our successes, you know, financially. But really, the way we're able to do that and the way we're able to grow is that we form these strong relationships with clients. We deliver well for them. We, we deliver a good product for them at a price uh, that's reasonable. Inevitably, both of our businesses grow. So what, what more could you want than, than that winning partnership? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as we wind down here, you know, I always like to talk about trends and give our listeners some insight. So what do you see as some of the logistic, you know, trends happening over the next three to five years? Yeah, what will be interesting is to see really the automation of the future. And that means, you know, within a warehouse of, you know, are people going to be able to start using enough robots that the price of that automation comes down? As well as on the delivery side, you know, I was at CES a couple months ago here in Las Vegas looking at all types of delivery system of, you know, whether it's drones or, you know, autonomous vehicles that not only deliver people but also might deliver a package. So, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. You know, three to five years is a long time, especially in e-commerce. You know, we want, you know, rules and regulations that are friendly to innovative technologies. We need to see the price come down so we're able to introduce some of those different methods. And then, you know, obviously looking at your carbon footprint. You know, I think we all associate the 18-wheelers or the big trucks as, you know, obviously having a lot of emissions, et cetera. We want to be a good corporate steward, and obviously uh, you using the greenest technologies possible, recycling the packing materials, and uh, continuing to innovate just to, just to ensure that we're shipping things as efficiently, quickly, uh, with the least amount of packing materials, while still ensuring you know, the integrity of the package. So lots of factors going on. And again, you know, in, in my seat, it's a matter of staying abreast of the news, uh, as well as kind of being on the cutting edge just to see what's coming and seeing how we can implement that in our business and offer that to our clients. So, you know, we're a big company. We're able to do that. We have we have headcount that are able to, you know, work on the research as well as research not only from the sales side, but transportation side, warehouse side, et cetera. And that's one of the benefits you might get from, you know, a large company like ours versus a mom and pop business. Uh, you know, I think there's market for both sizes of warehouses. But, you know, what we bring to the table really is the professionalism, the number of facilities, the standards and metrics uh, that you'd expect from, you know, a company our size. What are some of the trends that you're seeing in the first mile acquisition, maybe last mile delivery, some of those things? People are impatient. How about that? <laughs> People are impatient and they're forgetful. So it's, you know, who would have thought, let's call it five, ten years ago, that, you know, if 
if it's my wife's birthday, and of course I would never forget my wife's birthday, but let's say I just happen to forget my wife's birthday, all of a sudden I get the alert on my phone. You know, right now you can lo- you can uh, get in your get in your phone, you know, pull up an app, choose a gift, and within a couple hours it's it's delivered. I think you're going to see more of that. You know, whether that's flower delivery, actual gifts and physical goods. I think we're already used to you know food and grocery delivery. It's, a, it's going to be on us as providers figuring out how do we get whatever product that is to the end user uh, as quickly as possible at a rate that, that yeah, you're willing to pay. Uh, it's not that you couldn't have gotten flowers or something delivered, you know, 10 years ago. It's just the cost at that time, you know, might have been $100 for a courier or $200 or some. It was price prohibitive, whereas right now, you know, just because it's becoming more uh, ubiquitous and, you know, uh, more commonplace, the prices come down significantly. And it's, this is really a proving ground for all of the providers to figure out who can do it uh, efficiently and, and still make money at it. So uh, we think we're well poised for success, especially with the, the acquisition of First Mile. And we're, we, we, as I said, you know, at the very beginning of this podcast, I'm excited to be in an industry. It's going to keep growing. It's going to keep evolving. And uh, it's just a fun time to see, you know, one day I'm delivering a bunch of shoes. Another day it could be underwear, vitamins, whatever. Uh, we never know what's coming in the box. And, you know, what's even better, it doesn't matter because we treat all the packages the same. The whole goal for all of those retailers is getting it there fastly, efficiently, and making sure it's the right product in the box. So It is a truly exciting, emerging, it, it's, it's never the same thing day after day, and that's what makes it so exciting to be involved in that business. We love to cover it at Global Trade Magazine, and, you know, we have a lot of listeners out there that might have some other questions or simply like to learn more about your services, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, come to our website, you know, look at RaxtonSL.com. My email address is Jason.Chan, C-H-A-N, like Nancy, at uh, Raxton.com, R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. Happy to take your questions. Uh, And again, you know, what most people are really interested in is that shipping analysis. We do those free all day long, so happy to help you out with that and just uh, able to show you whether or not we can save you some money. And if we can, we'd love to welcome you to the family. Jason, that's a great offer. I hope uh, our listeners take advantage of it. And Racket and Super Logistics has been a tremendous partner of ours, and we truly respect and admire the services you guys offer. In fact, uh, you received one of our top 3PL Gold Awards in 2018. So I really want to thank you for being such a great partner and taking time today out of your busy day to share with our listeners your expertise in the e-commerce industry. And I really want to wish you the best of luck in your continued growth throughout 2019 and many years to come. Awesome. Thank you, Eric. It was a lot of fun. All right. With that said, to all our listeners, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, I'm the voice of Logistically Speaking, Eric Kleinsorge, wishing you the best. And we hope you'll again join us for another great episode of Logistically Speaking. Till then, we're signing off here from Global Trade Studios in Dallas, Texas, USA. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to the Logistically Speaking GT Podcast. We want to thank all of our astute readers of Global Trade Magazine and thank all of our great advertisers that help make this possible. Remember, you can subscribe and find all our GT podcasts at www.globaltrademag.com. We hope you'll return next time for another great episode of Logistically Speaking. And don't forget, globaltrademag.com's daily news and information is ranked number one by Google. 